This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Reich. I am joined by Adam Murray, uh, kicking the can again, <laughs> so, meaning we're going to be putting one in the can. But I, I think we have something special in store for everybody. Um, today is going to be a learning one. Uh, I am back on vacation <laughs> immediately after. Um, I think you're on vacation more than Kawhi Leonard. It, it has been a, a season Are you full on load of- management. Did you talk to? Do you have an uncle who like kind of like talks in your ear ever all the time, telling you when you need to play or podcast? It is a basically a catch up from the past two years of not being going on a vacation. So somebody in the traveling party of two why, has um, said, "Well, wait, wait, what, what happened? What happened the last two years that prevented you from going on vacation? Paperwork." <laughs> Lots of paperwork, a lot of extra tests, a lot of can be possibly stuck in places. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's good to like get that it out so that you can like travel and get all that. You know, obviously COVID. I mean, we know this. Like travel restrictions galore. You like to you like to go abroad, and then you can kind of get it out your system. You know, sometimes I like to play pickup basketball just to like get it out of my system. So, yeah, I am back overseas for when this will be dropping. So, apparently, I don't think you're very aware that the world's largest sporting event is the World Cup, where countries stop down. The the FIBA World Cup? That's not till next year. The FIFA World Cup, where (laughs) football, not football Americana, takes the stage. This is the only sport that has literally stopped civil wars. Yeah, like, right. isn't there this one where the 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 abbreviation is CONCACAF? Yes, CONCACAF. Like, that, like, it always it always fools me when I see that. You know, it's on Fox. I know that it's on Fox because they have those commercials running with John Hamm as Santa Claus. And Cannonball, and UEFA, and UEFA, yeah, all those. All those other the, ones. The, this is the time that, like, you know how on March Madness is the year where you need to figure out where True TV is on your on your guide. Like, this is the year where you have to figure out where Fubo is on your streaming services, <laughs> so that you can watch all the World Cup games. Basically, so this what a better time to just briefly mention all the greatest players of the you know basketball variety because we need to turn it into basketball somehow so oh, we're not talking about soccer for 60 minutes you sure we will get some soccer talk in. i mean is steve, is steve nash the greatest soccer player in nba history but first we will no because a lot of the the african players started off playing soccer then they got too tall for it so they moved on um can a tall like is it bad for it to be tall in soccer there's no like six, seven, six, eight soccer players. Really, they're all Once, short. I mean, Messi, I believe, is five ten, five eleven. He's. It's not a very tall sport because it's just more of a f- endurance sport. It is a just run around in circles all day long, and um, there is no muscling out of everybody. So there's no. We need to get rebounds, get in there. It's a very finesse, finessey sport. And just, what is more, what is more corrupt, the NFL in America or FIFA in, internationally? Oh, it is definitely soccer. You have FIFA yeah. bribing up the wazoo. The NFL is just collusion. where We say we ignore everything for cash. You have, you know, FIFA, who is just soccer, just straight up. Yeah, we, you know, bribes well, are encouraged. You will not. Well, can win. we can we get the elephant out of the room? The reason why we're talking about the World Cup now, as we do this special where we talk about, you know, NBA players from different countries, is that it's in November. People are like, why is it in November this year? FIFA basically took a bribe to let to have the World Cup take place in Qatar, which has like record heat temperatures in uh, the summer, so they could not have it in the summer because everybody would die of heat stroke. Yeah, all the all the leagues were like, we have to shut down our league for four weeks now because of this. We don't want it. And it's like, well, 
that's what Bad. driving happens and it's happened to every um the russia one was straight bribes in 2014 um the, win- 20... that was the winter games right no they had the world cup in 2016 though the winter games in 2014 know that i thought i was th- i thought you were talking about sochi when they were in sochi for the winter games they were at the world cup in 2014 was 2018 in was in russia i did not know that wow Okay. 2014 was in Brazil, which was also corrupt. 2010 um, yep. was in South Africa. That was who bought, <laughs> who bought the election, who bought the, the voting from Morocco. Those were the two finalists for the African because they try to rotate it through the all the different federations. And yeah, no, it's just everyone has been just been straight up corruption. But, but and the, rating, the ratings are crazy. I don't know if it's it's it may have taken place already by the time everyone gets to, wait the the drawing episode. Did that already happen for the World Cup? Oh, the drawing episode happened in May. Well, let me, the only reason I'm bringing it up, the drawing, the the like the lottery drawing of or whatever of the of the of where the divisions are for the World Cup. It's the second most watched event in the world. Like the yeah. most watched event in the world is a World Cup final. The drawing is the second most watched. And what a shock. It's uh not the Super Bowl. No, it's not. The Super Bowl gets mega ratings. It and worldwide it gets a lot of fanfare, but not on the level of the World Cup. I mean, you gotta understand like how many people are living in these countries. It's insanity, you know? Well, everything shuts down for it like it mm-hmm. those it's like a national holiday if you get the country it. that yeah exactly if you win it's like a national you literally everybody gets off of school it's that kind of day it, it's again it's huge but now let's just move into the nba okay nba basketball really became an international phenomenon with the dream team of the 92 olympics correct it did but the thing is like it was in very small drizzles because the influence took a little while to sink in with the younger players and the or the players that eventually became superstars like Monte Ginobili and Dirk Nowitzki and Pau Gasol. Like they were much, much younger, obviously growing up as they watched the dream team just dominate everybody when professional players were allowed to play in the Olympics to the point that they actually kind of caught up with the Americans once they uh, we got to Athens for the Summer Olympics in 2004 and Argentina won the gold medal. And I think U.S. got the bronze. Yeah. And also it becomes um, a culture thing. So. You know, basketball's not big, but you're watching it. Therefore, you're going to want your kid to do it. So your kid now grows up. Not maybe not you. And you know, you're no, the team. The, next, and one. the yeah. next generation starts popping off, and then, oh well, I grew up with basketball. My parents didn't. They fell in love with it. So that's how it goes. So from there, you know, you have the basketball without borders program, which gets all the the Bruno Caboclos out of South America <laughs> and. Yeah, Basketball um, Without Borders, I don't remember when it started. If I had to guess, it was like in the late 2000s under David Stern. That's when Basketball Without Borders is basically a camp, you know, and it, and it sort of like it sort of turned into an ABCD camp. And that's where the infamous thing happened, where Masai Jerry saw Bruno Caboclo and nobody else did. So he drafted him thinking he got a diamond in the rough and he got Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> so. Okay, so now we're going to get into we're just going to run through the countries and their greatest players. Oh, this will be fast. (laughs) Now, let us talk about your grade school education and Uh your world traveling. Uh huh. So which is of which is none. I mean, I have education, but the traveling I don't have. So this is going to be an interesting event for you. So for the listener at home, I have sent Andrew some maps. And we're going to have random pop quiz times where he's going to tell me where these countries are. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> we're going to start off with the easy one. We're going to start off with Europe. Europe is where the, what, a good 85 to 90% of basketball talent comes from. Everything gets funneled through the top teams there. The top money is all there. What The, the college players who aren't quite good enough for the NBA. Oh, you can go to the G League or just be a star in Europe. Yeah, we have the our before COVID hit our where are they now? Um, you know, they were all oh, all these players. I remember them. They were lottery players. Oh, they failed out here. Well, they're huge stars in Europe and they and, won the and, Spanish League Cup. They won and Euro Euro League is a good league. Like it's I, I know I know sometimes the games are hard to watch because they got like 
you know, they had the take file and they're more physical and they don't have as many like they don't have as many bells and whistles as NBA games and the referees don't give you everything. But the games are fun to watch and the talent level is pretty high in the EuroLeague. It is. It's really no different than watching like I don't want to say mid-level college basketball like watching the mac or watching it's way better than that it's way better than college basketball in my opinion they run way better sets yeah but they're very they don't have loosey-goosey offenses it's very slow down basketball it's very ivy league style you don't have hundreds to 98 scores it's very it's like they're stuck in the late 2000s like and they just stayed there kind of thing yeah, yeah. so like you have a lot like i said the, the, it's not you're not going to see like the fast break style anywhere that does not exist it's and, transition. and, their, gov- and their governing body's weird i'm pretty sure they have like an ambassador or a commissioner but they don't have this like incentive of like it needs to be great because they're always second fiddle to soccer the nba is second fiddle to the nfl but they're always trying to keep their share of the market like well, whereas the, the in europe is- they don't care Europe has a super league. So Mm -hmm. you have your domestic league, which, you know, imagine that transition to basketball where you have like, all right, you have the SEC, you have LSU playing, you know, okay, we got to go play Missouri. We got to go play Vanderbilt. Okay. Well, hey, since they did good last year, they're in the super league. So in the middle of the week, they got to go play um, UCLA. Then they got to go play North Carolina. So they have the two leagues. So you have your your domestic league, your your little local one, and they have this the, the super one where you have Real Madrid playing the the Turkish teams, playing uh, the best French teams, playing the best Italian teams. So it's so what lot. you're saying is they change the schedule on the fly depending on how good you are. Well, no, they have relegation, so you the, the bad teams get kicked out of the domestic leagues. The bad teams get kicked out of the the super leagues. Like you have the, to qualify. This is slightly off topic, but we'll jump back in. Um, Adam Silver reportedly thought about relegation as a punishment for tanking. Do you think it's possible in the NBA? No, you can't. There's no. I don't think so either. It's well, you have to try something. Mm-hmm. Like in order, I mean, the you should be ineligible for the playoffs if you're just blatantly tanking. You yeah, can't. But like, you, what? But what happens if you get a star who's like a star rookie, like Apollo Bancaro, and all of a sudden you're good again? Like you got to get them out, back out of relegation, but you and you have to wait a year. No, you can't do that. Well, as opposed to they get voted out of the league and the best G League team comes up. No, you're not having these owners who paid four billion dollars to do it. So you have right. the same, you know, shitty. We've have Oklahoma City being terrible for what are we at four years straight now? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, no, three, three, three years straight with no sign of getting better and no sign of not getting the first or second pick. So that's gets rid of it as you have teams. Okay, you guys got to go down a level. You can't play with the good teams anymore because you are so bad. But but Europe has embraced relegation is what you're saying. Oh, so it's always been a part of soccer. Yeah. And it's always been a part of, of sports there where, yeah, the bad team, but the bad teams are always bad. Like the, the highest priced teams are never going to go down because they always have the most money. But you always get the, the best American players. You get the best international players. You're the ones that could keep the, you know, like Sergio Lull. Yep. Largest, um, you know, uh, second round pick uh, traded for cash ever in the history of the second round pick. Oh yeah, I'm going to stay in, in in Spain because they have the money to pay me there. You yeah, had, Yule, Yule was not going to go to the NBA. I don't well, think he's he too old now, but yeah, but I know, don't think that, he ever planned on it. The only one who kind of held out and did, but he kind of was past his prime was Mio's Tiadosic. That was the one. Yeah, and if hey, I can make a good career here, I don't need to go to the NBA to go play uh, eight minutes off the bench. If I get that, I can be the star here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the best teams, you know, you always hear, like I said, Real Madrid every year, uh, Barcelona in 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 basketball. Oh yeah, the Casals. Oh yeah, Olymp- of course, Olympi- Olympiacos, right? Olympiacos in Greece, you know. So those teams are always at the top. They're always going to be at the top. So. With that said, all right, let us get into our countries. Yep. First, we will start with the small countries with the, just, you know, one one good player sort of came out there. Mm-hmm. We'll just gloss over those real quickly. Okay. If, you, if you'd like to. Um, 
current NBA players, Jakob Pertl came from Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori Markinen, Finnish. Um, Marcin Gortat, Pride of Poland. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, are there any of these other countries? I mean, if you want to list the countries, like there, there's a lot of these names are somewhat random. Jonas Yurebko had a decent had a decent stretch. He came from Sweden. Um, Omri Caspi um, had he had a couple years where he looked good in uh, coming out of Israel. He he was a solid backup player, but you know nothing nothing special. Clint Capella from Switzerland. Um, man, I'm amazed that they had four players from the Ukraine uh, in the NBA: Vimakayuk, Slava Medvedenko, Vitali Potapenko. I remember Potapenko because he was in that fabled 1996 uh, draft class. Didn't the Celtics draft him? Cleveland drafted him and they got traded to the Celtics early okay, on. Okay, so so no, but he was in that class that had like Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash and Allen Iverson. He was in there. And then Alex Lynn. So yeah, four from the Ukraine. That's pretty amazing. Um, and then from Switzerland, Clint Capella and Tabo Cephalosha. Like Switzerland, like, don't they have French ties of somewhat of some sort? Well, Switzerland, they speak four different languages depending upon what part of Switzerland. Mm-hmm. You're in um, with that. So, so speaking of, can can we go over to our Europe map and and point out Switzerland or? Um. So yeah, you so you numbered them. Like I you numbered said. them. Uh, I would guess number thirty-three. Number thirty-three. Yeah, Larry Bird's the the Larry Bird number. For the listener at home, Andrew has picked Serbia. Oh, okay. So that's not Switzerland. Switzerland is between France and Germany and Italy, so it would be sandwiched in there at number 21. Okay, now I see it. It's kind of so, small. It, it is very small. So our geography... So many, so many great movie makers have come from there. Our, our geography <laughs> system is our public <laughs> education system. Serbia, Switzerland, close enough. So um, let's move up to the the, the next tier of European. The The countries where, all right, we're a soccer country, but we've put out some pretty good talent in the NBA once in a while. Countries, you know, and again, feel free to mention any of these players like uh, Germany. Yeah, did anybody come out of Germany? Detlef Schrempf. Dallas Trump, yeah. Um, Maxi Cleaver. Maxi Cleaver's a really good player with the Mavericks right now. He got a contract extension. Franz Wagner was originally from there. I'm guessing Mo was, but I think Franz is better than Mo. <laughs> Mo is not that. Mo is just Franz is where it's going to put you on the roster. To, uh, to make Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, I don't think he was an all-star ever, but um, he's had some years. Uh, was he? Uh, you'd have to look that up for me. But no, Schroeder's but he not was, an all-star. He's had, he's had a good career. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein and... Um, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, the best shooting big man of all time. Yeah. Um, so, so the funny thing about Germany with Dirk in 2008, I remember he played for the uh, for Team Germany in actually in 2004 and in 2008 Olympics. That team was garbage, but but Dirk was so great. Like he would almost like will them to wins, but they barely won. Because they were just like they were just bare, and you can kind of see it based off the timeline. They just haven't always. They haven't had a stretch. They haven't had a greatest generation. They haven't had one where it was like, "Wow, look at all these great talents that came out at the same time." Well, yeah, because all the young, all the youth go into the soccer programs, so mm-hmm. you get you know, look at look at Germany has put a very tall lineup. You have Maxi Kleber, six ten. Uh, Wagner's six nine, six ten, respectively. Hartenstein seven feet. Dirk seven feet. Detlef, I think he was six eight. Yeah, they. I mean, Schroeder's a guard, but you know he's one of the rare ones. So yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of big men come from there. Like Bosnia, we've mentioned in our the regular season. Nurkic and uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, six eight. You know, Georgia Zaza Pachula, Goga Bear from the. Wait, Anthony, Anthony Edwards went to Georgia. Georgia, the country, not oh, Georgia, yeah, <laughs> the state, 
very confusing for lots of people. Um, you did put on here uh, a, a name I'll never forget when I was in college, Nicholas Skidishvili. What a bust. Oh, my God. The the Summer League champion who scored 40 points and then just... I still remember who drafted him. It was the Nuggets. The Nuggets drafted him. They were... That was the era of... Everyone was just fascinated with Euro players because they're all seven-footers who could shoot threes. Well, Pau Gasol was the rookie of the year. So they were like, okay, we got to go with the mystery man. And that was the mystery man that year. So we all need these fin- finesse big men who can who can stretch. And, oh, yeah, they're just. It's not a good them. sign when your best player out of Georgia, Zaza Pachulia, is known for two things. Uh, and they don't even involve basketball. Yelling game seven, baby. Uh, and uh, landing on uh, Kawhi Leonard's ankle and basically ruining his run with the Spurs. That's all people know Zaja Pachulia for. <laughs> um, other countries bring us, you know, super talent. Greece gave us Giannis. Oh, yeah. Well, what about, the, what about the Nassus and Costas, though? There's a fourth one, too, who I don't know. Um, might be somebody here, in high school. Well, here's the thing about Greece. So Greece in 2006, when they played the – FIBA World Championships, they were, it was called at the time. Now it's called the FIBA World Cup. Um, it was in Japan. Greece beat the U.S. team. They ran like pick and roll to death on them and made a bunch of threes. But they didn't really have this one awesome player. They had Baby Shaq, but he wasn't an NBA player. So it's hard to really pinpoint what made that team special. It was just – I think they just got really, really lucky and ran a really good offense against the U.S. that one night. Everybody's entitled to have that super one one off game where everything just turns up now, roses. And- now Giannis has played for Greece in Eurobasket and and the Olympics at times. So, like he, he he I they struggle, but I mean Giannis is Giannis. Like he's just ridiculous. Like, do you think Giannis Antetokounmpo will surpass Dirk Nowitzki as the greatest European uh, international national play of all time? When it's all said and over, perhaps, most likely. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. I'd say, yeah, just because he's won more than one MVP. All right. But, so, but that just shows you can find any of these players in any little tiny village in any tiny town these days now, you know, thanks to that exposure of, of the, the dream team. Um, other countries that have players currently, Chris Stapps. From Latvia. That's where Dr. Doom was from, right? Seven. Was from Latvia. I don't. I I could not help you on that at all. <laughs> we're talking about the Phantom. We're talking about fake countries now. Great. Yes. Um, Nikola Vucevic, currently, still very, you know, still underrated. He's a really good player, man. And um, another one on here, another Nikola who actually played for the Bulls too. Nikola Mirotic was a good player. No arguments here. No arguments here. And then now we have the the European powerhouses that always go very deep into the Olympics. The, you know, basketball is a big culture there. So we are going to start where I will probably be when this drops, most likely. Um, On our map, this should be an easy one for you. Where's Turkey? Um, number 40. We got one correct. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very a big good. One. Turkey, yeah, a lot of big, um, big shooters come from there. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's a good one. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it, they did have that one stretch, um, where they had, um, where they had uh, Turkaloo, and they like got to the finals against the uh, U.S. team, right? Turkaloo was quite a. He was a very good player. Yeah. I, I mean, he got a big con. I, I mean, he got paid like it too. He got he um he got a big contract with uh with the Magic, I believe it was either the Magic or the Raptors. I can't remember which one. You know, Ersan Ilyasova always was a contributor everywhere he went. He bounced around to a lot of teams, but everywhere he went, the team got better. Mm-hmm. Um, Memo Core, super good passer. He was an All Star. You look it up. He was an All Star with the Jazz. Um, I mean, Enos Kanter. I mean. Enos Kanter Freedom. Let's say his name right. Um, I mean, controversy obviously hit him, you know, because of his opinion. But I mean, was his opinion wrong? I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to get into that part of it. But um, 
the only one that gives me PTSD when I look at the names from the Turkish uh from Turkey is is freaking Omer Sheik because we gave up a first round pick for him. I will never forget that. Talk about the Pelicans. And he didn't do really anything for you. And um, currently, um, Seti Osman for the Cleveland Cavaliers, he has fit in nicely to be a nice little sniper off the bench for that team. Um, so very good for him. Uh, moving on, Lithuania gives us the Sabonises. Currently, Dematis in Sacramento. Father Arvidas, the Portland Trailblazers legend, uh, Big Z, Zandrunas Ogauskas in Cleveland in the, in the 90s. Um, also, um, players who just sort of bounced around the league. Darius and Gaius was, golly, was there. Uh, Linus Kleiza. But Lithuania has always had a, you know, these are like, again, very okay. cool. Moving on. Uh, Serbia, Serbia, big men. Big men with Nikola Jokic. Just complete beast, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's better than Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac was a great player, let's be real. But uh, he, he, Jokic is better. Peja Stojakovic. Didn't Serbia... Oh, okay, so let me say this right. So so Peja Stojakovic played for Yugoslavia, right? In the in the 2002 World Championships, right? Yeah, Yugoslavia had a mess of, like, four teams that, in these days. Okay, yeah, but there was this one stretch where the I think the people talk about how the 2004 team was the worst U.S. team ever. Actually, it wasn't. The 2002 team was the worst. Uh, I don't even need to repeat the names because they were so. It was just a horrible mismatch of guys. But Yugoslavia, I believe, beat Spain or Argentina in the final, and I think they had Divac and Stojakovic on the team. Am I right about that? Yep. Yeah, and Page that was Page's breaking uh, like kind of like breaking out party when he uh when he performed there. Uh multiple time all-star. Bogdan Bogdanovich was was I think he's a terrific player. You know, they also have Boban and Vladimir Rodbanovich played for a good while. Darko, ugh. <laughs> you know. Darko is just it was bad drafting. He, if yeah. he had gone to a better team, he didn't fit in there and they didn't have a spot for him. That was just sort of, we have a luxury pick. Let's take this kid and develop. But it didn't, he didn't fit their style and never did. And they killed his confidence. And there's really not much else you can do. I'm trying to remember, didn't Serbia play in the gold medal game in 2016 against the U.S.? Was it them? I can't, I really want to say it was, it was Serbia. Because Tia Dosic, I think, was on that team. And and the and the U.S. won easily, and uh, Australia and Sir, and Spain played for the bronze because U.S. beat Spain. All right, and then well, you know, just going around the horn, Croatia, real quickly. Drazen Petrovic. Yep, rest in peace. I mean, he for those who don't know, he he was sleeping in his um, car, and his girlfriend was um, was driving him. And they hit a, I think they hit a semi. Is that what happened? It is something, but he was, he was really good. Oh my God. Like, I'm pretty sure he was an all-star in 93 that year before he died. Like he was, he was a fantastic player. He played with the Blazers originally. Then he went to uh, the New Jersey Nets at the time under Chuck Daly. And he was amazing. Tony Kukoc, sixth man of the year, one year in 96 with the Bulls. Just a fantastic player. Bojan has had a really solid career so far, no matter where he plays. He's just a great three-point shooter. Yeah, but he's 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 slowly getting up in age now, so... But he... he I don't know what, what... The problem is... I don't think the team's... He's just sort of like a... He always seems like he doesn't fit. Yeah, he's like a plug-and-play guy. He's there, but he doesn't... Like, just something always just seems awful watching him with other teams and... um. It's like, like, do they not utilize him enough, or is he just there? Like, he's a plug-and-play, but he's not, like, super compatible, I would say. Yeah. Well, they just use him as a sniper. They don't use his body to, like, be, like, a defender or to, like, see over the defense. They just have him as a shooter. And, All right. Yeah. And now we have the big two. Okay. Big two. Every year, it always comes down to Spain and France. Mm-hmm. Spain, as we know, the Gasals. Just two... 6'11 and 7-foot beast, two completely different type players. But, but what's amazing about Spain is that it didn't they didn't really have 
any good players until the Gasols. That's the crazy part. Yeah, true. They they weren't. It was always all soccer. Then all of a sudden they came along. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ricky Rubio came and he was the next big thing to be sort of, I don't want to say overhyped by Minnesota and then killed by Minnesota. Yeah. Like he looked really good at, in his rookie year. And then he tore his ACL like a couple months in. That's what happened. I think when he tore his ACL, he wasn't the same. He actually tore his ACL again um, uh, this past season, but he's still with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, they traded him and then he resigned. And then they resigned there. Yeah. Wancho was good. He, um, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I missed the name. You it's mean Jose Calderon? You mean Calderon was okay. Like everybody jokes about how long he lasted in the league, but I was, I actually meant Rudy Fernandez. Rudy Fernandez was a good player. Rudy Fernandez was just a flash and he was in and he was out and he was only part of those trailblazers. And, just... uh, this name's not on there, but JC Navarro Labamba. Is like a EuroLeague superstar. Okay, I'll I'll let you. <laughs> you'll I'll let, you'll you, let me take that. I'll one. let you add that one. I, I, mean, I tried he, to. He was he was fantastic. I don't know. Serge Ibaka is weird because he was from the Congo, but he played for Spain. Yeah, he played for Spain. They all like you know they all most of them leave their their respective European place and they have been in Europe for plenty of times. Like we could have had, we could just go into the completely just run this into the ground saying well then technically steve nash is from south africa technically Kyrie was born in australia so he should be an australian player cam thomas is from japan technically because he was living there i mean joe harris um was it joe harris no no um somebody else but they named a chinese middle school gym after him because he was there just players just bounce all over there's a gym in China named after Joe Harris. Uh, it's not Joe Harris. I will. I will think of his name. He was the. Uh, he was from West Virginia. He was. He went to the Joe Bucks. Alexander. Joe Alexander. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, no. His his he was born in Taiwan. His family was in China doing you know work there. So he grew up in China. I and mean, there's a, what other random white guys have. Jim's named after them in China. Like, what about uh, what about uh, Nick Fazekas? Does he have one too? <laughs> well, he's Greek. So, um, anyways, let's move on to France. Wrap okay. this up real quick. Uh, France. I, first of all, let me just ask you: They're going to be in Paris for the next Olympics. Do you think they'll win the gold medal? No. You don't. You still no, think be- the Americans are going to win it? unless Victor Wambayana decides to overtake everything because you have the, the current French group is old. No, but they're trying to get Joel Embiid from Cameroon. They're, they're trying to get him and he's sort of listening, but Gobert will be two more years older and he is, will be slowly past his peak. The, the next group up hasn't really, you know, the Theo Maledans, the Killian Hayes, uh, Evan Fournier's past his prime Frank, now. Frank Nittalakina. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I think Nittalakina's Belgium, I want to see. He is, but he played for France, which was weird. But, the, you know, those guys, France is at, like, a, an in-between point where they're overachieving. But, like, Spain, they kind of got too old. And now you see just Luca and, you know, the Slovenian team. He's just single-handedly doing it himself like he's doing with the Mavericks. Yeah, but they were they were competitive in most of those international competitions like years before, like and it's mostly behind Tony Parker. Tony Parker was clearly the best player so far. Like Rudy Gobert is great. I think Rudy Gobert is going to finish as one of the best players in the history of the league. But Tony Parker was is so far as the best player to ever come from France. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, but listen, Boris Diaw, Nick Batum, Joe Kim Noah was an all star. Mikel Pietris. Um, they've had some good players come out of that, um, out of that country. They have, they've always been a very, uh, like a tough defensive minded players the, coming. The problem, the problem with their country in terms of their league is that it's very top heavy. They usually only have one good, one. Well, that's, good that's club. the point of the, the Euro league yeah. is well, yeah. All you need is that one good team. Well, yeah, they're going to be playing the best teams out of everyone else. And that's. The, the domestic cups don't really count for the most part. And, and I will say this too, they're developmental and you'll see if, I mean, we, we don't follow it as closely, but if you look at their under 19 and under 18 
uh, lineups. Their their pros, their prospect farm is actually pretty good. Like they seem to develop players really well at a very young age. Yeah, they they do have their youth systems quite in order. Uh, right. South America is just basically two countries. It's Argentina and Brazil. Argentina gets their you know all their guys pretty much the go great to the, the greatest generation manu ginobili luis scola nocioni i remember pepe sanchez i remember pepe because he played a temple under john cheney yep yep uh, i mean he didn't he didn't do anything i mean delfino was fantastic prigioni just took way too long to go to the nba if he had played when he was younger it would have been a different story yeah, that was just the final eh, one last go. Eh, I don't mind being a bench player in the NBA. I just say I did it. Yeah. But, you know, the the Europe, the Argentinian players basically all went up to Spain <laughs> where yeah. they all got found. Brazil, on the other hand, not so much. They were no. they sort of just stay homegrown. They they and... kind of had this lineup where they had two bigs. I'm talking about in the international level. Uh, they would have Nene and Verjao, and then they'd have Barbosa at the guard. And then they had this other one. He didn't he didn't ever play in the NBA, but I think his name was Marcel Huertas. And he was just a really good guard. Yeah, he, for international play, he was he was he good. Some, but you but know, they had others. Yeah. Raul Neto now, who's still staying in the league. It was one of those like, how did he come here? And all the Cavs, I want to say. Yeah. Tiago Splitter played on the championship team. He's now a he's now an assistant coach. He is for the he was for the Nets. I don't know where he and then and then one of the unofficial worst contracts in NBA history, Cristiano Felicio with the Bulls. Who they were just bidding against nobody for them. Barbosa was so quick. Like people talk about Tyrese Maxey now, about how quick you would man Barbosa was like a human blur. He was so fast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. All right, Asia is not known for putting out very big tall players so it, it it's the way it sort of moved australia is obviously part of the australian group but their sports they, they'd win everything so australia mm-hmm. moved to the asian league so, so wait, Aust- a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. so wait the australian clubs are in the asian league for international play they they qualify through asia they do not qualify through the oh Oceania god the australia the australian club must kill them all the Asian League, yeah, they're always yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're always up top there because Australia has had a steady stream of solid players. Now Andrew Bogan and Ben Simmons were number one picks, but and I mean, look, I don't want to poo-poo on him just because like we're at a point we're we're recording this early on in the season. Ben Simmons is struggling with the Nets. I think Ben's been a good player. I just wish he was more than what he is. Andrew Bogan was a good player. Bogut was a good player. He was also number one pick. The mm-hmm. so played at Utah. Yep, it was quite just fun. But now, now that used to be before the G League. That was the only well, we go down to the Australian League, play for a year, and mm-hmm. then come back. And now you're getting a lot of young people from there. A lot of the young kids who you know again the culture wise. Well, it's wise, also it's also an English speaking nation. I mean, they obviously have the accent, but you know. But just look now. You got Josh Giddy. Who was the number six pick? Dyson Daniels, G League, um, seventh pick. Um, Josh Green, uh, Dante Exum, whose terrible injury his second year killed them. Yeah, just yep. done. But but yeah, young people are coming out of Australia but now. I so remember, a- but I remember Matisse Thybulle. But here's the thing too. I don't know if this is the Gonzaga effect. I think we talked about this when we did the college stuff. The Gonzaga always looked for like players overseas, and people started to kind of copy them. But a lot of schools in america they they scout australia specifically for players so like matisse steibel went to washington aaron baines went to washington state josh green went to arizona for a year dante exum was going to go to indiana before he decided to go to the nba like um they they just there's a pipeline there is what i mean just like canada australia is Mm -hmm. on the up and up um china as we know yao ming territory he yeah, his foot obviously, sadly, took him out way too early. But he was yeah. A and we force. we don't have to get into the controversies regarding like the the television contract we had and or or, or that they had, and then the Maury comments, the Enos Freedom stuff. I don't think that's worth talking about. But I do remember reading a blurb a long time ago that there was a game between the Bucks and the Rockets, and it was Yao Ming on one team and the rookie Yi Jian Leon. 
uh, for the Bucks on the other team, and supposedly it was like the most watched basketball game ever, simply because of the population of China watching it. There, there are a billion people there, so one point um, four billion. Yep. By default, um, now we're getting to the sort of just the the gray areas of of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, with 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 the islands in North America. Yeah, well, you could represent them, but how many are really from there? Like, you know, Al Hortford was from the Dominican Republic. DeAndre Ayton, I believe, was born in the Bahamas. Do you count Carl Anthony Towns? He did play for the Dominican Republic. You count because he played for him, but yeah, he was straight from New Jersey. It was just, well, my grandma's from there. And the same thing for, you know, Chris Kamen got German <laughs> got German citizenship to play basketball. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Chris Kamen played for Germany in the Olympics. I do remember that. So we can we can quickly go through it. Bahamas, DeAndre Ayton, Dominican Republic. Dude, DeAndre Ayton played at so many different schools in the United States. I can't even keep it. I think he played for like eight different schools. Yeah, because they just get all funneled around through their AAU teams and just, well, he's not going to play here. Well, I'll transfer midseason and eh, nobody cares. Buddy Heal was from the Bahamas. I remember I remember because they always talked about that when he played at Oklahoma because he won the Wooden Award in college. Yep, and he was also like <laughs> seems like he was thirty when he was in college too. Which is... <laughs> I know he always looked older. Um, Patrick Ewing at Jamaica, oh, like I don't know how John Thompson, the late John Thompson, found him. I am sure there's a story there. Um, was he like a top high school guy in the in the East Coast or something? Patrick Ewing, I have no. I, I wanna. I mean, he played for Team USA, obviously, but he was originally from Jamaica. You know, he also got horrible treatment from American fans when he was in college, like horrible treatment from Georgetown. Yes. Like like, you know, like they would just they would. um. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Patrick Ewing, he was he was in Boston. OK, so he was recruited out of like it was some like I want to say Boston Latin school or something and. In Cambridge, but he was already here. A lot of them already set up. Dude, here. Like, if wait. you see pictures and clips of young Patrick Ewing, you you can imagine what coaches thought of him when they saw him in high school. Like, oh my God, let's get our hands on this guy. Just like Tim Duncan with the Virgin Islands. Tim, yeah, I don't even know his story of what he did, but just quietly great. Everyone, you know, it was. Well, he played at Wake Forest. Yeah, I don't and know not, where he nobody in high school. But nobody was like, oh, he was great at Wake Forest, and Wake Forest was so much better. It was just like, oh, yeah, he's just quietly efficient and always was that same type of player. The amazing part about Duncan is that he was a runaway pick for number one. He played all four years at Wake Forest. That always amazed me. Yep, and that just sort of will just gloss over that real quickly with the islands. Now becomes the the, the difficult one with Africa and then. um, Because of all the dual citizenships. Well, yeah, all the dual citizenships, and a lot of them leave when they're, you know, well, there's, hey, there's issues going on in our country. We need to get out of this country. So, yeah, they they left when they were eight, and um, like you said, with um, Embiid and Cameroon. Yeah, they all they all leave, and especially with Sudan. Yeah, they all left when they were like two. Uh, like uh, like another one here from Cameroon is Pascal Siakam, but Siakam also played uh, in Canada for a while before he um before he went to New Mexico State. Yeah. The same thing, uh, um, Thon Maker, the mm-hmm. um, Canadian high school to pro, came from Australia. He was originally from some South Sudan. Uh, well, there's war there. I, I'm a refugee. Now I'm in Australia. So I grew up in Australia. Then I've been playing in Canada. So they, they bounce all over. So this Luol, sort Luol of... Dang was from Sudan, right? When he played at Duke. Uh, he had moved to Britain when he oh, was young. Yeah. And he You're represented right Britain. That. Minute Bull was the big sedan guy, and he gave all his money back to, you know, his family and everything. But mostly African players are just huge. They're all the, you know, like, well, just look at Taco Fall, 7-4, Senegal, Taco Fall, Desagan Giap, he was 7-foot, Gordy Dang, 6-10. You mentioned Cameroon, Joel Embiid, 7-foot, Pascal Siakam. Hashim Tabid in Tanzania, who played at UConn. Like six foot eleven. You know, he was seven two. Um, oh wow! Maba Mute was six ten. Uh, Edie Tavares, Cape Verde, a little tiny island off the coast of Africa. 
he's I think seven four. Dikembe Mutombo from Congo, uh, Bismack Biongo seven foot, Jakaminga six nine, Moutier six five point guard. Yeah, Moutier didn't wind up becoming anything, unfortunately. They, they didn't, um, but they're just all the big. You know, they they grow them tall down there, and they're the ones who all get picked out for the NBA Africa camps and get I, funneled. I hate to do this to Nigeria. I will never forget that game where they got beat by like a million points by the U.S. in the 2012 Olympics, like ever. Now they, I think they beat the U.S. in an exhibition like years after that, but I'll never forget that. Al Aminu was on that team. I just remember that. Yeah, Al Farouk Aminu, um, Ike Diagu, who. Arizona State, yes, uh, Josh Akogi, current. This is, is another one that has a pipe, a small pipeline in college. Because, like, you look at Yudoka Azabuke, he played at Kansas. Shibeze Metu, he played at USC. Um, like, they, Festus Azili, he played at Vanderbilt. Like, they all wind up getting a look somehow. I guess it's just because of the size. And also, Akim Olajuwon coming from there in the early 80s, I guess. Yeah, you get, you, you know, they all go to some Christian academy in either Florida or Texas, and then get funneled to to bigger I still can't believe Michael Oluwakandi was a number one pick. I know he probably had good numbers in Pacific, but good lord. Like how could you see him and think he's a number one pick? Because you pay millions of dollars to these scouts, millions of dollars to these experts and the problem with Oluwakandi who I believe he came from Britain after um he, he was a play. he was a center for those who don't know. He was a center. He was seven foot. He had no interest to play. It was just he started late, and it was one of those. Well, oh, he's only played professional basketball for like you know five six years. Well, he doesn't you know. Imagine if we teach him how to do. Look how dominant he is. But he was like Andrew Bynum. He's just like I don't want to play. I don't want to do this. For, for those who want to know how big of a miss this was, this was the same draft class that had Paul Pierce, Dirk Nowitzki, and Vince Carter. Then that's uh, the problem is you pay millions of dollars and this is the best deal. Oh, yeah, he'll change our future. And that was just the Clippers and they're just dismal. Yeah. You, look, just play four years. You could get out. Take the take. The, you know, don't don't sign a deal. Just take your one year qualifying offer and then you're gone. Yeah, but it, Nigeria is a pretty a fairly well populated country. Olajuwon, I, I remember when he came out. Or when he first started, he wasn't hockey with an H. He was hockey with an A. I don't know why it changed. Maybe did he did he go to Muslim? Is that why? No, it's just. I just remember that when he was in college, he was all his graphic always said Akeem Olajuwon. And then once he was in the NBA, it was Hakeem Olajuwon. It could just be a spelling. But he was a runaway. I mean, for I mean, people know this. Like he was a runaway first round pick. Like number one pick, and then he became an NBA champion twice over. Just amazing. Played for Team USA though when he played in the Olympics, so which was weird. So would you put him as your best international player of all time, over Tony Parker and Paul Gasol? Giannis well, is too well, young. Well, Dirk and Dirk. Um, I'd still say Dirk. I think Dirk Nowitzki is the greatest international player of all time. I okay. think he's better than Elijah one. But I, it's not a clear. No, I mean, and I think, I mean, listen, we got other names that we, I mean, we can bring them up down the tail end because they were from smaller country. I mean, Luke is going to have a shot. We did bring up Jokic. He'll have a shot. Giannis at Greece. Like, there's others. There's Giannis will most likely be it, and Jokic will be. I mean, we got two-time MVPs on two of them, being Jokic and Giannis. Uh, Doncic, it's coming. <laughs> He's going to win one. It, it's... It's looking good for international, yeah. international people. So now, again, World Cup is the biggest um, event in the world. So much like you do with WrestleMania, I will oh, have wait, you. Wait, but you know what? Let me cut you off for what just the only one we didn't bring up was uh, Dodgers because he's from Slovenia, right? Yes. That was the only one we kind of missed. But it's a very they've done well, but it's it's because of one fucking guy. <laughs> you well, know, the... they got the Dragic's Goran and Zoran. Goran is on and uh, Bino Udrich was there for a while. Yeah. Well, he was from there. Then he <laughs> moved on to the, I forget what league he was in, where he came from. Well, but... I remember he played for the Spurs and the Kings for a bit. I remember that. He did. And but... then I remember Sasha Vujicic because he, he always did that. First of all, didn't he date a, didn't he date a famous celebrity for a while? I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, so Kim Kardashian, maybe. 
the, the different eras. Yeah, but he always did the thing where when he was shooting the free throw, he would like mess with his hair. <laughs> I always remember that. Um, but okay, yes, let's uh, talk about the World Cup. Okay, World Cup. If your country's in, it's huge. If it's not, it's completely devastating. The the sort of the big storyline is Italy has missed the last two. They couldn't qualify twice, so they are like... So they're like in, the Canada basketball? They're in complete panic mode of what the hell is wrong? Why can't we? Because they used to be, you know, always up top in the fact that they couldn't qualify for the last two. So how it goes is the top two teams advance. Okay. So you will give me the first team and then the second team, okay? All right, sure. So the first group is the host, Qatar, who are terrible. Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Netherlands for sure. That's number one. Okay. I know they usually do well. Uh, I'll guess Senegal. So Senegal in second place. All right, the next group. Oh, you're is... not even going to tell me whether I'm wrong or not. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet as of this taping. But you have an idea of who's good and who's bad. Well, the the um the host country always gets the a1 slot the first slot so that's like that... me talking that's like me going to the office and asking a random uh female coworker hey who's going to win duke or gardner webb it's just oh gardner webb sounds nice so no this is your i'm just picking teams by colors or the mascots <laughs> oh look you do better yeah who usually do better okay group b has england Iran, the United States, and Wales. Wait, Wales and England are different countries? Yes. What? Did that happen recently? <laughs> like, no. no, I do not remember Wales in the World Cup ever. Like, is this this is the first time they qualify. Either they qualify, either they're the ones who qualified in 1960. I should have known. I should have known they're different countries, to be honest, because I, because you know, we are on a wrestling feed somewhat, and uh, they actually just had a huge show in Wales. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, England and the United States, I guess by default. Okay, we will move. England, England, England first. I think obviously definitely better than the United States, but England is one of those ones, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. They're the Dallas Cowboys of soccer. That is a very good analogy. Always preseason picks and they're always good, but they're fail. never as good as they think. The U.S. is the Cleveland Browns like we'll be good once, but we'll never forget the one time that we're good and we suck every other time. Like, are we good at all? No, I thought not. <laughs> like, you know, no, no, it's I don't really have a basketball analogy for you. The Lakers. <laughs> no, because that's not high priced talent. We just. Soccer has really never been a big thing, and the best players were either defensemen or the most recent best player for the U.S. was a midfielder. Lynn, so, Lynn as Donovan. you know, yeah, Landon Donovan is probably the greatest uh, soccer player of all time. And then Michael Bradley was the big one for the past 10 years, and, and he's a midfielder. A great, we had a great goalkeeper, I think, right? Um, Tim Howard. Tim Howard did overachieve, but he was always old. So it was one of those, like, you need people to score goals on your team. And it's just like, um, I, I want to say it's like, what, what were the Detroit Pistons? Well, we're going to do defense first. Well, we're the knockoff Detroit Pistons. We're going to be defensive oriented. That's why the overreactions score. to who the coach is, I always laugh at. Like when Alexei Lawless goes on his rants, I'm like, dude, we weren't going to win anyway. Stop. You know? But the U.S. should be better than they are. All right. Moving on. Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Mexico and Poland. I just read Saudi Arabia might go to war with Iran. Is that going to mess up the World Cup? No, because soccer always says keep politics out of it. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, so you said uh, Saudi Arabia, Argentina. I missed the first, next Mexico year. and Poland. Oh, uh, Argentina won Mexico second. Mexico won the World Cup like maybe a decade ago. Um, they win all the North American tournaments as the best team in North America, but. I don't think World Cup. All right, Group D, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. So. Mm, well, I think France will probably get out of there. Of course. I'll say Denmark. I'll just say. You I'll are guess. making very um, good picks thus far. Very. 
Well, well, which one is better between the Netherlands and Denmark? Denmark is way better. Okay. okay. Netherlands also didn't. Netherlands used to be really good, but they didn't qualify for the last one. They got upset. So that's sort of what took them a step back. Okay. Netherlands is known for their orange jerseys. All right. And buzz the, cuts. Lots of buzz cuts. Um, now we have a very hard group for you. Okay. Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Oh, Germany for sure. Germany um, be number one. Germany okay. has hasn't Germany been in the semifinals like every single World Cup? They they were known for when Brazil hosted it in 2014 when Germany went for the the bronze medal game and won. Remember the whole thing? They won seven to one. Yeah, they like, they killed them. Yeah, it killed the nation. They were like, this really hurt. So you're um, gonna take Germany one, Spain two. Presumably. Uh, I'll go with Costa Rica instead. Upsetting Spain? Yes, as a shocker. Yes, I have to take a stab at it. That's not the best stab to take. <laughs> All right, moving on. Another tough group as you got Belgium. Should easily move on. I'll just I'll give you that one. Okay. Um, Belgium has a very good team. They always... Here's the funny thing about like Finland and like and like Belgium and Denmark. Aren't these cold countries? Yeah. Then how how do they play outdoors? Well, it doesn't. It's not super snowy. Snowy in Belgium. Okay. Okay. Belgium I'll is right next pass. to the Netherlands. Okay. I'll let um, that go. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I'll guess Croatia. I'll okay. go with the basketball line of thinking. Think, oh, who's better? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. That's hard. Um, Brazil. I mean, I I, I think Brazil's probably going to win the whole thing just because they always okay. do. Like if like here's the thing: hasn't Brazil like kind of failed at winning it all? Yeah, the they're always the get to it and then just some somehow squander it. Um. Brazil also got to that. So they're like the LeBron of the World Cup. They're good enough to get there. They're not good enough to finish it off. They're one. No, they've lately been that we ha- we're super talented. We just sort of go off our legacy of being super good. So we're gonna we we could easily turn it on and then just don't. So yeah, basically they've been the Lakers for the past few years of okay of that. Brazil. Um, and give me so, the next three. Serbia, Switzerland, or Cameroon. I'll guess Switzerland. Okay, not a bad pick. And finally, you got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. So Ronaldo's from Portugal, right? Yes. Okay, I'll pick Portugal. And what's the other three? Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Well, definitely not South Korea. Like, I would be stunned, right? Like, have they ever won one, a match in the World Cup? They're not terrible. Um, I'll go with Ghana. Okay. It doesn't matter who you pick on that one. Because I remember the U.S. barely, I think we either lost to Ghana or we barely beat them. They beat them in the, um, extra time. Right. Last minute. So that was very, I remember they were very good. (laughs) Like they made us look bad for a while. Ghana used to be good. They've just sort of hit a hard, hard road. So, all right, let's move on to the playoffs time. Netherlands or the U.S.? Um, Netherlands. All right. Argentina or Denmark? Argentina. Germany or Croatia? Germany. Brazil over Ghana. I'll just give you that. (laughs) Okay. England or Senegal? (laughs) Uh, England, I guess. France or Mexico? France. Belgium or Costa Rica? Belgium. (laughs) Portugal or Switzerland? Portugal. I'm kind of right. going. I'm going chalk. Am I? <laughs> you are going all number one seeds. Yeah, I'm going you're, chalk. You're going. There's nothing wrong with it. Netherlands or Argentina? Uh, um, Argentina, I guess. That's Messi, right? Yes. Yeah, Messi's the man. Germany or Brazil? Germany. England or France? France. Belgium or Portugal? Portugal. Portugal going for a little upset all right um that's an upset Belgium versus Portugal Portugal's gotten old 
uh, Ronaldo is done after this. He has to be like 35, 36 now. So he's at his end. I always mixed him up with the Ronaldo that played in Brazil. Different eras. Right. Like, I always mixed them up. So whenever they talked about Ronaldo, I'm like, you mean the Ronaldo? No, no, Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm like, who's that? All right. Argentina or Germany? Germany. Okay. France or Portugal? France. And I'll have Germany and France in the final. And I'll have Germany beating France. So Germany beats France. Germany wins. And then Portugal and Argentina, who gets third place? Oh, um, Argentina. All right. So you got Germany to win it all. Not not, not a bad pick. Um, I, they're like the Spurs. Like they're always like back then. Like they're always there. <laughs> like you can't get rid of them. All right. So that brings an end to this episode as again when it drops I should be in Turkey. Um when when say, this... say hi to Erdogan for me. <laughs> um I forget who's out there. There's a couple um NBA who was the um Kelly Olenek was traded for him. He was from the University of Miami. Um uh, Shane Larkin? Shane Larkin I think is on the Turkish league right now. Mm-hmm. He is like the Turkish League All Star out there. There's a couple of names that would pop up. I sent this to Steve Willie a long time ago. There was a there was an old there was a freezing cold take uh, screenshot. It was a Milwaukee poli- a Wisconsin politician, and when Giannis got picked, he wrote they should have drafted Shane Larkin the day of the draft. Oops. <laughs> I don't know who else is on that Turkish team other than Larkin. Um, it, it, they have, they get a lot of uh, NBA former NBA players, a lot of college. Oh, I, I I love that stuff because like college is my bag too, like you know. And so like when I see those names, it like pops in my head. I'm like, oh, I remember that guy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, let me just pop this up real quick. He is on um, Andalou Efes, Shane Larkin, Rodrigue Boubois. Yes, Boubois, Roddy Buckets from France. He played for the Mavs. Uh, Will Claiborne. I don't remember Will Claiborne. He was, I want to say... um, Georgia Tech? Iowa State? Okay, don't know him. Um, Fair enough. Tibor Plebe. Oh, I I remember Tibor Plebe. Yeah, Yeah, he got like a three-year deal from Utah and got cut in the first year. Yep, I remember. And um, Ante Zisic. Yes, I remember Ante Zizic a little bit. I think he played with the Bulls or with the Celtics. One of the two. Um, he was the Celtics one because it was him and the other one went to the Clippers who is, is still there. Ante Tomic. Yeah. Yes. The one whose rights have been like traded. No, Ivica Zubac. Oh, Ivica Zubac, yes. Zubac, Zubac and Zizic. You talk um, about you talk about a missed opportunity. The Lakers had Zubac. Okay, and okay, I'll just one more quick thing. The the second best team in the Turkish league. Okay. Jonathan Motley. Yep, he played at Baylor. Uh, Scotty Wilkabean or Wilbekin. Scotty Wilbekin played at Florida when they went to the Final Four. Carson Edwards. Yep, Carson Edwards from Purdue. Nemanja Bielka. Elisa. Yeah, he Elisa. just played on the Champion Warriors team. Nigel Hayes. Nigel Hayes played at Wisconsin. He also played for the Celtics for a cup of coffee. Uh, Devin Booker. What? <laughs> the original Devin Booker. He was from Clemson. Okay, so that must be Trevor's brother. And Nick Kalithis. Nick Kalithis was... Florida. He Florida. Yeah, he was from Greece. Like he was um he left player. Florida to <laughs> didn't he leave like mid-season back. I'm just going to go to the Greek league. I'm just going to go pro. Yeah, like like uh Billy Don- Billy Donovan was like, "Yeah, I don't uh I'm not you're not on board." So, that is um see, like I said, these are the players in the Turkish league right now. They're not not exactly That's why I keep telling you like I think this is better than an American college game. I mean, I- I'll take that team over like Gonzaga or like Duke. I'll tell you that right now. Well, yeah, because any college team They're grown men. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot different. So, all right. I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. Did you yeah, um I did. 
bouncing I like, around. I like getting my geography lesson. It was fun. You're just shouting out. It's what this episode where you just randomly shout out random players who I know always brings you a joy of just like, <laughs> you know, they weren't big names, but you're like, I remember him because this guy was in college or this guy had a little flash in the, in the league. I remember him. So, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. And hopefully I make it back into the country after my my tour de force and yeah i mean first of all i hope you're safe you know like it's it seems to be getting a little choppy you know especially with like the world cup coming up and you know like uh nationalism sort of creeping up in some of these countries so you got to watch out well thank you sir so all right for andrew reesh i am adam murray au revoir hola no no oh lots hello adios Sign R.